Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Never Related Podcast. It's been a minute. Been a minute. Brian, because let's take vacations <laughs> and do special shit. So. Yeah, no, welcome back. I went uh went back home for a little bit. Um, then came back. I have I think I might have talked about in the last podcast. One of my knees is messed up. It's worse now after vacation. So that's awesome. But uh, we have a special guest here today. So one thing that Ray and I wanted to do, um, even when we started this, when it was more than just me and him, was have people be on the on the podcast on different stuff that we do, whether it's online or streaming. Um, so Wes is one of my buddies um, introduced through Danny. If you know me, you know who Danny is at this point. There's no way around that. Um, but Wes is our first guest here. So our plan is in the future at least once a month. Some of you guys that are listening have reached out to us about wanting to be on it. So Wes is the first of that. Uh, Ray has a couple people. Um, I know a buddy of mine that lives in China that I'm pretty excited about. He wants to be in it because that's going to be a different perspective of cultures. Um, but Wes, if you want to introduce yourself, just let us know where you're from. I mean, we, you're from where we're from, but where you're at currently, and then we'll kind of <laughs> just jump in. All right. Thanks, D. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate that. Much love, guys. And uh, much love to the Nerd Related Podcast for having me on here. Um, Wes, I'm actually from Milwaukee, you know, holding it down. But right now I'm living out in L.A., so the land of dreams, Hollywood, you know. So get to see it all. Mostly I get to see the bad people that don't make it, but it's all good. You know what? That's, just, that's, the hell, that's how it be sometimes, you know? Um, you know, what most people don't know is that, hey, man, I'm a bit of a sci-fi nerd, man. So if you can catch me with something that's good sci-fi, uh, you know, is pretty good. And actually, one of the ones that, that I go deep with is Farscape. So if you know old school sci-fi channel, you'll know Farscape. And <laughs> if you like sci-fi, that one hits every button. Jim Henson, much love. Thank you, man, for putting all them puppets together back in the day. So, but right now I got on a little bit of a, it's called a little bit of most Eisley t-shirt. So, you know, it's a little cantina. And actually out here in Hollywood, there's a little bar that's actually just like most Eisley, you know, called Villainous Cantina. So, or Villainy Cantina. So. That's cool. No, I mean, I've, the furthest west I've ever been to, and I've been there with you, has been Vegas. So um, <laughs> one day I'll make it all the way out to the West Coast. But um, no, that's cool. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, man. So I think I think you've met him before, Ray, at least at one of the cookouts or something for sure. Uh, but if not, you know, here's your formal introduction. Welcome. Welcome, Wes. Hey, when you talk about that cantina place, um, is, is it the Star Wars joint? Yeah. Yeah. All the drinks. I listen to the um, Fat Man Beyond podcast and they do their podcast live from the cantina a lot. And um, the owner of the cantinas did a lot of production work and um, behind the things. So as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, oh, man, I, I hear about it all the time. So that's, that's dope. It's pretty slick, man. One of, my, one of my guys took me out there last year. So I've been trying to get back. But yeah, if you can, hit it up. Super that, cool. That'd, that'd be something really dope, man. So a lot has happened, y'all, in a couple of weeks. So we're going to obviously jump around like we always do, super informal. Uh, but want to talk Secret Invasion because it ended while I was away. Um, and both of these guys have checked it out. So I will go last because I do have some thoughts. But whoever wants to jump in, what are your initial reactions of the six or seven episodes? I think it was six episodes that we got of Secret Invasion. You go ahead, Wes. Tell me what you think, man. 
All right, guys, you know what? Look, you know, I did the numbers real quick. $212 million. DS2, Doctor Strange 2 came in at $349 million for production and budget costs. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of meat that they left on this bone for Secret <laughs> Invasion. I'm telling you, they could have gone in so many different directions. Ultimately, it wasn't the worst show, but I would say it was probably one of the ones I felt as though either budget constraints or they just did a haphazard job at the end of it, really just trying to tie things together. Because you know what? No spoil. Hey, if, do we we do spoil? Yeah, we spoil. Yet? We spoil. Yeah, we spoil everything. Then, then I don't want it. Then I'll just put it out there: if the Kree and the Scroll come to a conclusion or come to a peace treaty, man, then we wasted four half four episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, but ultimately, this is my thing, man. Look, I love Nick Fury. I think Samuel. I think Sam Jackson has done a tremendous job of playing Nick Fury. You know, this was supposed to be his crowning achievement. I just feel like the writing fell short. I feel like Don Cheadle and Sam on the same screen was just something I was like, you guys could have brought me some more, uh, some more sizzle with it. You know, I did like some of the just the loosey goosiness with uh, with using uh, Don Cheadle's character. I thought that was pretty unique, something I didn't expect. But ultimately, man, I'm just running down Nick Nick Fury's track record, right? Shield became Hydra. Avengers broke up, you know, Wachovia Accords, and the Scrolls had to plan to take over Earth. Man, right now I'm looking at my boy Nick Fury. He's looking kind of like Doc Rivers. Yeah, I mean, he's a total failure at this point. Everything he's touched has been awful. Just bad. It's <laughs> not looking good. So, you know, Nick, right intentions, just bad results. So, But you know what? We'll see what they're going to throw at us. Plenty of time. Right? Well, speaking of the budget, I didn't know what the budget was. I've seen people throwing a number around, like, talking shit, but I didn't know what it was. So if that was a budget and then Dr. Strange's budget was that, I don't know what they did with the money. They blew it on a fight scene. <laughs> they must have gave most of it to Sam Jackson and uh, the Dragon Queen from Game of Thrones because they just, what the hell they do? Like, they had all this money to do what? Shoot fake guns and shit? Because there was not a lot shown there and that end scene was only three minutes long like that couldn't, it couldn't have been that much and the cgi wasn't that good either it was decent but i'm saying for a tv show i think it looked good but oh yeah for sure if their budget was that big i don't know where the hell it was spent at you had a movie budget and that's what we got i don't know about that and then the big bad the big bad scroll was beat by a girl at the end well I, I, i'm not talking i don't know he I'm not trying to be sexist or nothing, but he's the big bad scroll. This is a tiny woman. I don't think that should have been the end fight, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they I have the was... same powers at this point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, at the end of the day, well, dude was like 6'2 or something. The chick's 5'7. <laughs> I mean, you just, you got to put mathematics out there to it, you know, or science. It's just, you know, not happening. I'm... I mean, and I'm. Then, I'll challenge you on that just for a second, because like, if you surprise, so he is genuinely surprised. He thought he was talking to Nick Fury. Hell, you thought it was Nick Fury for most yeah, of, yeah. That, of that scene. So now mm -hmm. it goes from, in his head, Nick is dying. He's gloating about the victory. He just got the vial that he thought he needed. To, I'm in a fight for my life, and in 20 seconds, like I don't care who you are, like. And he didn't even yeah. know she was she was powered until he she punched him in the face and knocked his yeah, ass that, out that of the Hulk, building. That Hulk uppercut through the ceiling, up, you know, probably wake up. Well, I mean, with no prep that. time, even Batman might struggle. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just one of those and things. Then, we talked about this before. I hated 
war machine or what Don Cheeto was like, dude, he's a, he's a punk. What is he doing? And then at the end, you see why. So, like, I get, yeah, like you said, like Don Cheeto was kind of wasting him and Sam. That's because they were doing this scroll thing. It wasn't really him. I think, yeah, there was a lot of time wasted there with, with them and uh, with Rhodey, but with six episodes, I don't know what you could have done. I think it should have been eight. If it was eight, the show would have been a lot better. Because and it would have been three hundred million dollar budget. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was so much there. The last five minutes, they tried to wrap everything up, and it just didn't go too good. And then Nick Fury going into space with his Cree wife or whatever and stuff. Oh, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the scroll. The scroll. <laughs> scroll. By the end of the show, I was like, sure, whatever. Like, I'm so, so there's a meme going around. Wes sent it to me today too. I had already seen it. But it shows Nick Fury in space just putting the hammer down in space on his wife. <laughs> so my so I texted him back and I was like, let me see where it was. Uh I was like, what I said, the Marvel Captain Kirk wasn't Star Lord, but it was Fury all along. Cause everybody's like, Star Lord's <laughs> out here smashing every alien he sees. Nope. Nick Fury is out here doing that shit for way longer, my guy. It was funny because I remember you were like we, we were talking about it and Ray was like I don't know if he knows that she's a she's a scroll and I was like I'm pretty sure this man knows it's an alien I know it I, I, mean, I it's just interesting yeah to that point I mean what do you guys think about um I mean they did a little foreshadow right it was the whole boy remember they hit this twice Nick Fury responds nobody calls me Nick right and that first scene with he walked into that restaurant with Rhodey. And Rhodey's like, Nick. Yeah. And, you know, you knew something. I was like, all right. Something <laughs> seems a little too loose with, with, with Rhodey right now. So, you know, I was picking up on a little bit of shadow, but I was like, nah, really? They're going to do this? Because that seems cheesy. They didn't bring any other heroes into this? I was like, come on. You got to have somebody that's looking for work right now. Yeah. So, I, know, and the explanation just, is like, we can't risk them being able to copy them, which I guess is valid to an extent, but super cheap. It feels cheap that that's the reason. <sighs> The last two I, minutes, they should have had the war machine come flying and Rhodey get inside it. That would have been cool. <laughs> For real. Hey, that would have saved the show. That so, I, the show. so me and Ray, <laughs> me and Ray agree on, on a lot of things. We disagree on a lot of things, too. But, like, one of the things we agree on when it comes to Marvel is that The Winter Soldier is one of the best, if not the best, Marvel movie that they made. So when they announced Secret Invasion... We were geeked because it was like, this is going to follow that. Like, it's going to feel the same. It, and it ended it to an extent, but like, I feel a little let down the six episodes. I feel like a lot happened, but none of it really mattered in the six episodes for the most part. And now with Gaia having the powers, I don't even know where they go with that. Like, now you have the strongest being in the Marvel Universe because I'm going to run down the list of powers real quick. This woman has ghostess powers from Ant-Man, Abomination and Hulk, Captain Marvel. You don't even need nothing else other than Captain Marvel. She got Captain Marvel, Black Panther, apparently, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Thanos, the Black Order in its entirety. So Obsidian, Ebony Maw, Corvus, Galvin, and Proxima, who... We've talked about this before. The Marvel Cinematic Universe absolutely failed the Black Order. That that group is way stronger than than they made it seem. Gamora and Drax, Groot, <laughs> like Mantis. She used Mantis's powers on him when he was in the air. 
like where do you go with this character now like you know what i'm saying i have no idea what you do at this point and we might not even see them because it looks like that's gonna be a whole russia russia side side quest thing um yeah. out of oh and uh and extremists from iron man 3 thank you yeah. <laughs> like that I, was I the that, that was the first power we saw yeah so it's just like dude i i don't know i like i like um gaia i think the character was okay nick fury did what he could do but he's supposed to be an old fury so he was supposed to i feel like he portrayed that well like he's older he's feeling like he failed like that looked okay and then the two biggest surprises is one they confirmed how long roadie was fucking in the machine which is insane he's been there since the end of civil war so the whole roadie we've seen this entire time has been a scroll which yeah. when you think about that, like doc, that is nuts. So when Tony died, who's his homie, and those know. scenes that it wasn't even Roadie, like that's just crazy to me. That's just crazy. Like they had a moment, like he walks up to him and talks to Tony as he's dying. <laughs> and it's a scroll that did that, which is wild. Um, and then what's the um what's the white guy? From that's always in Black Panther. The, yeah, yeah. No, the no. Um, what's his name? I forget his name. The agent that was in agent Black Colson, Panther. Not Colson, I was gonna say Colson. Agent, agent Colson. No, no, Colson's nope. the one that died already. He yeah, died Colson. <laughs> Colson's been dead. What is this? Why can't I remember his name? What do they call him in Black Panther? The a white cop, the colonist or some shit they call him. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, colonizer. Yeah, the colonizer. So then the colonizer's in there too. How long has he been under, you know what I'm saying? Like, how long has he been in the machine not knowing what's going on? That's yeah, super Everett intriguing. Everett Rock. Yeah, even Everett. though that chick has all them powers, she's still, like, um, susceptible to, like, just regular being punched or hit, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she has the offensive powers. But say, like, Captain America hit her in the head with the shield, she's going to go down. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean... So I she mean, can have all the offensive. She can have all the offensive stuff, but she takes a hit from one of the big dudes. She's gonna go down. So you know what I mean, mean? So, she could heal. Extremist heals them. That's why it was odd that old boy got killed like that because he had already demonstrated a healing factor when he got hit in two episodes. Yeah, but the, the hole was only that big. Like the hole she put no, in I there. mean that went right <laughs> through him. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And <laughs> when girls take the power, they're not as strong as the other person either. Yeah, it's more like oh, a copycat type thing, not not inherently yeah. their ability. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's closer. You know, it's better than like Morph. Like when Morph has some of the abilities, his are way off. You know what I'm saying? Scroll's a lot closer, but I'm saying at the end of the day, like I don't think she's overpowered. Obviously, she has a lot of stuff to throw at him, but if someone smacked her up, I think she would go down pretty easy. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know where she falls in the story now. Like what, I don't what think do we'll you ever do? see these people again. Honestly. I hope we don't, to be honest. But they paid that chick a whole lot of money to do that role, so <laughs> I, it feels like she's going to be involved. I thought so this would have been of, a lot better than what it was. Speaking of, like, where does, I, the, where does it fall? Because that's Like, I don't even care when it goes forward because it was just trash to me, so I don't know. What were you saying, Wes? Where does it go now? Yeah. Let's look at where does it go now. So look, Gravix was one of the top villains against the uh, against the Fantastic Four. So you know, you know, smartest, cunning, you know, strategist sort of thing. And now that you've completely removed him, are they going to bring Gravix back? You know, in a, in a different multiverse? I mean, does does he make and he comes back? I mean, what 
what do you do? Because you just use the really good side opponent that you can help build up Fantastic Four without having to try to do what Fox does, which is just give you the the, the best enemy and then just try to do it all at one time. That's that's well, always been one of our issues. Like a lot of the stories we've gotten in they involve Fantastic Four, but they because they haven't been able to do those movies, it's always been so weird. Like when we watch or talk about it, because the whole scroll thing, even Secret Invasion, like, do we get a battle planet now? Like, is that where we're going? Because it just feels like that's what she, after Secret Wars, which now isn't releasing until 2027, I think was the date, which is nuts. So, like, with everything getting pushed back, like now we get a Secret Wars movie. Do we get that battle planet and that's where they show us more stuff? I don't know. I I feel like for the first time, because it's been back to back now, Marvel doesn't have a clear direction and it's showing. And now we're so Ray's more of a DC fan in general. We like comic books, but like when we talk about it, I, I feel like he leans that way. I lean more Marvel. But when it comes to the cinematic side of things, like Marvel's always had it together. And now, like, well, you know, that there's some there's some kinks in the armor. If there was ever a time for James Gunn to make a coherent universe to compete, it would be right now. But Mar- Marvel's had a bad track record doing this shit, too. Like in Black Panther, they had the claw. And I'm like, oh, shit, man, the claw, he's been the fucking... Black Panther villain forever. Like he's, you know, one of his guys in his role gallery. They killed him off in like the first 30 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> why, would you, why would you do that? Well, he, I was like, he's a bigger villain than Killmonger is. Killmonger ain't, you know what I'm saying? Claw's been, you know, there forever, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And then you just dead him off. And then, you know what I'm saying? I've never liked what they did with a lot of the, um, the side bad guys or like, you know, people they bring in that ain't really their guys and just, get rid of them anyway you know and they, they do that all the time with their villains i think marvel's villains ain't that good to be honest with you thank you finally somebody that can <laughs> take it take it to town that's my i've been unimpressed with marvel's villains and truthfully that's why we love dc i'm actually more of a dc guy when it comes to the comic book uh content but marvel as far as they've taken they've entertained me more with big screens so, yeah for sure you know go figure I mean, I'm an X-Men guy, so like I'm, I always gravitate towards Marvel comics in general and and the interconnected stories. But yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Like, especially in the cinematic world, like Marvel's main villains. I mean, Loki was interesting for a minute, but now he's not even a villain. So like he's not he doesn't count. Then you I think I think Khan could be good, but who knows? You know, legal issues. It looks like they're committed, though. If they didn't delay Loki or turn it off, they're all in now. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. But I thought he did a great job in the, you know, in the show and season one of Loki, and also in Ant Man. You know, I think yeah. I think he could be the one. Can Can I take five seconds and ask both of you? Getting back to the Ant Man thing, did you didn't you expect a little bit more strength from from, from Kang? Oh, for sure, especially okay. that version of him. For me personally, I feel we like it should have been way the what we saw with the Ant Man movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, this is my thing. Like Brian didn't like how bad he got, you know, whipped it in or easy, or whatever. But like, this is who you got him fighting. If you get any more pushback, there ain't no way they could win anyway. You know what I'm saying? So 
I think I think they showcased his, his his power very well, and then, but like you said, like more pushback, whatever and stuff. Like if there was any more pushback, he would have just killed them all. There would be no fighting. You know what I'm saying? Because you're fighting Ant Man and his daughter and some old chick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they at least For me, had it was that Indians. version of him, though. Like, yeah, I, I can get what happened. I just the conqueror shouldn't have been defeated by the group of people that did. I understand, like Ray's big thing is like, dude, ants are super powerful. They were the same size. Like he brought an army of ants. I get that to an extent, but like then then pick a different a different version of them. Like don't pick one of the main three or four dudes that like are ruling the multiverse. Yeah, well, because well, King, the King of the Cracker, he's famous for fighting the whole Avengers. Yeah, you know come saying? on, man. Like, dude, he's literally fighting Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, you know, and handing their ass at one time. <laughs> then you get beat by the Ant-Man family, which is outrageous. <laughs> uh, that's what annoyed me. I think the movie was okay in general, but that was that was a super, a super soft point for me on that. I don't know, y'all. It's... Um, so with the end of this, Nick Fury goes into space, uh, and they're going to negotiate a treaty between the scrolls and the Kree, which Wes mentioned earlier, that can't happen. And we know it's not going to happen because the Marvels is all about a Kree war leader that is not having none of it. So (laughs) we know that the Marvels is going to pick up where secret invasion ended. Nick Fury is going to end up in the space station. And then that's where we're going to be when it starts. Um, but that that in itself should be I don't know how I don't know how I feel about Captain Marvel. The first movie was blah to me. It was all right, I guess. But now you have Proton in there. Now you have Miss Marvel. Which we are calling a mutant now and the MCU has has now influenced the comic books. And in the comics, she's half mutant, half inhuman. So now she's out here in the in the latest X-Men run. She's doing things with the X-Men. Like she is a part of their new team. <laughs> so we have a half inhuman, half mutant now in in Miss Marvel, who's a relatively new character. So there's not a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Most people probably aren't invested, so they don't care that they're changing her origin or whatever she's doing. Yeah. But based on the trailers, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the trailers, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Like I, it looks like a fun movie. Like I wouldn't categorize it as something I'm super excited to watch, but it looks like there's going to be a heavy dose of comedy and it could be a fun movie. I feel like it's Go ahead. Get it right. I don't see the point of it. Like what number, this chick don't want to play Carol Danvers anymore. So it's not really going to go nowhere after this. In the comic books, Carol Danvers ain't the coolest person with the coolest stories. Anyways, I don't see where they, how they went this far with this character. She had her movie, came down to fuck Thanos for like 30 seconds, and now is getting a second movie. And this person has nothing involved in the universe at all. It's just like some subplot stuff. Like, I don't get the point of what they're doing with any of these characters. I think that's, just, that's my take on it. Yeah, go ahead, Wes. Yeah, it's not really well defined. They didn't do a good job of it. They haven't set her up. Carol, this whole Carol Danvers thing, I was always unimpressed, right? Like you said, you hit the nail on the head with uh, Captain Marvel. Was like, what? 
this was like 90 minutes. Well, maybe it was two, two hours, but whatever, you know, and then it just flew right by. You don't, yeah. there's nothing that really stood out for me. I don't know about, about y'all, but so there's nothing that stuck in my head other than Monica Rambeau stuff. Okay. That's cool. Foreshadowing. You're giving us a, a hero in the future. So that makes sense. Um, and a little bit fury backstory, but then, you know, taking it into Endgame, man, she really didn't do much. It was, it was kind of like, she got subbed in like a six man and came in, hit two threes and was like, I'm out. <laughs> and then just, just like next in the rotation, I was like, man, what's, what's going on here? So Gil Danvers was done. Cause then they went back to Tony and uh cap, you know? So it was a Tony and cap show from the, from the jump. So if you were trying to bring Captain Marvel in to help them with, with, uh, with Thanos, all right, cool. But she just did a, She literally just hit a couple threes and walked away. So yeah, it's hard to build, man. And I didn't watch Ms. Marvel. I read up a lot though on it. So I chose because I was just like, can't get behind it. A little too tweeny for me. It definitely but, uh, tweeny. It's definitely tweeny. I it was okay it. though. I I yeah. didn't dislike it. I but it's it. a it's a teen show. Like it is definitely that. So but hey, I mean if it, it it's like I like I like the sound track is already dope because I like nineties. I like nineties alt. So you know, nineties alt's gonna hit hit hard for me. And if they hit some well, that that's cool, but uh, I expected to leave some nuggets, you know, something that gives us something for the future too, especially the intergalactic pieces of where they're going to go deeper into space. So, well, that, that's that's my, a thing. That's my, right for a while, because that's a thing, right? So, like, well, I mean, Carol Danvers is like the Avengers eventually kind of fall under her, and then like um, Civil War Two is a is a Carol Danvers Captain Marvel led arc. So I feel like they were trying to capitalize on that but it just it's just not it's not resonating but as we go into space the guardians are disbanded peter if he comes back is on earth he's not in space captain marvel's falling flat i feel like and i've always said this and i probably texted you wes about this too like the the fantastic four origin is going to change or or have something to do with future intergalactic stories in the mcu there's no way around that like there's no other way to explain where the hell they've been this whole time like there's no way around that so what do we do or do we finally get the x-men involved in their intergalactic travels with and bring on gladiator and bring on the shihar empire like I'm all for that because now that's completely different. It ain't never been done. Fox never even tried to touch that. Like, that would be cool. But we know that it's a part of their storytelling. There's always going to be something in space. There'll always be something on Earth. And there's going to always be something either in a different dimension or in a, di- in a displacement of time, right? So, like, I don't know. I don't know what, who takes over the space side of things. Or do we get a Nova movie? Can we get a Nova movie? Where the hell's Nova been at? Like, he's still a little <laughs> obscure, like, but... We could have had a Nova movie over a Miss Marvel movie, and he would have fit in to the picture a lot better than Miss I mean, Marvel. we've been to the planet. <laughs> like, we met their people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would have been way more invested in that. See, what I'm oh, hoping man. is... So, Deadpool 3, we introduced the X-Men. We introduced Rogue. Carol Danvers is in the scene for 10 Ooh, seconds. That would be nice. Rogue, rogue that kills would be her, nice. takes her powers. That would be nice. Have our rogue and Carol Danvers don't want to be there anymore. The actress don't want to play this person. And she gets killed from Rogue. And we that never would see be her nice. Then we know, who, we all know Rogue, you know. So I, 
Oh, I'd be all for that because we've never seen that either. We've never seen Rogue get her abilities that way in the Fox movies. That would be fine. I didn't even think of that, but it's the best way to get rid of Captain Marvel for sure. Yeah, and but we've only seen Rogue only have her powers, which just takes people's. You know, what I'm saying like it would be cool to see her Fly. kill Miss Marvel and yeah. be at her full potential. That I didn't even think of that. That would be that actually would be super fire. Like let's yeah, let's make that happen, Marvel. That movie's gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but the future, I'm scared for the future though too, because now you know we got this big strike, and it don't seem like it's gonna be ending soon. Fuck, um, the guy that's playing Blade is already old as shit. Yeah, and this movie don't come out for three more years. He's gonna look even older. And then what kind of future are we trying to have with some old ass Blade? You know, he's already old from in the first place. We're not old, old, but. <clears throat> If we're starting a Blade franchise and the guy's like 47, 46 or whatever he is, I'm like, and then now we... You can't tell, bro. Look at Wes. He's like 52. He looks like he's 29. <laughs> He'll be fine. They'll be fine. The dude's super built. He'll be all right. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm excited I, for I honestly think I they might out. end up They might end up recasting Blade. They might have to. It's been. It's taking way too long. He might not want to sit around because he's, he's getting money. He's a big actor. He gets paid a lot of money. He gets... You know, uh, you know, put up there for awards and stuff like that. How long you want to sit around on your hands waiting for? Because I don't even think they have a finished script. They try to rewrite no, that they, thing. Like, it was yeah, it was messed up. And then now it's not going anywhere for however long. I just want Blade to come, and it seems like it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a hard road for Blade. Hey, I what do I say? Honestly, hey, motherfuckers somebody, always trying to get uphill. Somebody <laughs> that you. works Thank for you. somebody else that remembers that quote. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Um, somebody that works with DC or I don't I don't know if you guys remember, but what he said was the MCU's in a need of a reboot. So like I feel like you can do that now. Like you have the properties to do that. Let's give Captain America and Iron Man a break, all of these people that we've seen for the last 20 years, and start over with the Fantastic Four, with the X-Men. We can even do that shit in the 60s if you want. I don't care. Like, start it there. Or even if you don't want to, like, start introducing smaller. It, everything doesn't have to affect everything. Like, every movie doesn't have to be that connected to everything else. So, like, do smaller projects that introduce and these answer, characters. Like you said, answer the Fantastic Four, because if you go back, the Fantastic Fours ran into the Hulk. They ran right. into the Ghost Rider. They ran into Spider-Man. They teamed up with Daredevil. You know, okay. saying they introduced Silver Surfer. You know, they introduced the Heralds of Galactus. Like, Fantastic Four is a starting point to, right. you know, tons of this shit. You can start from right there. You know what I mean? And then you got your big bad. Doctor Doom is one of the best villains of all time. You could, he don't even got to get beat by the Fantastic Four. He can get pushed off and then he could be in multiple movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> and I think Fantastic Four is a perfect jumping point off for everything. You know what I'm saying? You get your space back. You get your, your New York City back, you know what I'm saying? You start, you know, from there. But that's just my idea. That would be a cool thing. And then the X-Men, too. You know, the X-Men, you got Magneto. Like, I, I don't think he's ever been done bad, either. Like, no, I, all shit. the people that have played Magneto has, have done him justice, in my opinion. They, well, they've all been great actors. Like, there's two. Well, there's only been two Magnetos, but I think both of those actors are, you know, well-regarded as actors. I think they always did a good job with Magneto, but... Like you said, the Fantastic Four and X-Men will be the perfect starting point perfect. if they did a reboot. And, and 
there's so much story with the Fantastic Four, but the X-Men are so vast. Like you can literally create an entire and what's cool about it is they've showed us the multiverse now. So like we can leave 616 behind, come back to it later if you want to. I don't give a shit. Do a different earth. Do a 619 San Diego earth. I don't give a I don't care what you call it. But like we could do that so easy and I would be so excited. But to your original point, like Deadpool is going to change all of this because we're going to get Loki first. And in Loki, we will probably see a Deadpool camel because Deadpool's entire movie is rumored to be he got caught by the TVA. The TVA told him he needs to correct the timeline. So he goes and gets a version of Logan. And like I told you, I told I don't know, Wes, if you've seen this, but I told Ray a couple weeks ago. This Deadpool movie, people aren't really realizing, dude, this could be Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Like, that's oh, what yeah. that movie is is looking like it's going to be. It's just going to be the Fox Universe and not the entire Marvel Universe. But he's going to go around with Logan, and they're going to go and kill all of the Fox characters. That just is what it feels like. Y'all see the, uh, the little highlights? I think late, middle, late last week. So I don't know if you're still out of town yet, but there, there's some... Some stuff was coming through that I think they were talking to Anna Paquin. Um, they're talking to the original Jean Grey. Uh, all these people there you know, from Fox that they're saying was going to at least some likeness of them show up. Yeah. In Deadpool. So you know when I saw that it sent me in a little bit of confusion. But then you know we're talking now it makes a little bit more sense. You know you almost start doing almost like an executioner's like yeah. this sort of storyline. Where they all start going get knocked off. I mean, if y'all remember that one, that was like you give no, no, for sure. <laughs> you, give them a, you give them a proper send off. Like the reality is, Marvel hasn't been able to make the X Men yet because that that first class um, group is contracted through a certain amount of years, so they can't create a new character of Gene Cyclops of any of them until that contract runs out. So now you give the Fox properties a decent a decent exit i think it would be fire bro like if we get deadpool and logan running through the x-men and and the old fantastic four chris evans is showing up in this movie as johnny star i know he is there is no way that deadpool happens without chris evans showing up as johnny it's just not gonna happen but if it turns into deadpool ryan reynolds kills the fox universe that movie is gonna be insane bro It'd be awesome. There's a rumor that says the main fight scene is going to be Scarlet Witch versus uh, the Phoenix. That's what I heard too. And that, that would be good. that would be interesting on the big screen. That would be really interesting. That'd be nuts. <laughs> so yeah, <because> no, <laughs> the, the the best the best that we ever got a Phoenix was truthfully. It was probably closest to the to the X Men New Class one that they did. Yeah, I say that one was better, but it was still awful. It was not good. <laughs> like, how do you mess up good. that arc twice? Mm. The same dude twice. My favorite I mean, thing from the, any of the X Men movies is two things: is uh, all Quicksilver stuff is untouchable. Yeah, no one's done a speedster scene better. Flash tried with the baby scene and stuff. They tried a couple times, and I just the way they're okay with letting him dictate the way he runs and moves. You straight shit on that character forever, dude. It, it's it's unbelievable. Who, who saw him doing that and was like, 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's how you're gonna. That's how. That's how you're gonna run, dude. <laughs> right there. This man throws his arms out. What is he doing with it? What, what? What? Like, what is he doing? Like, looks like he's throwing ninja stars as he's running. Like, I'm, I'm, and then the thing is, is they have him like taking like big strides and everything's moving fast. I'm like, this is shit. This this is literal shit. Don West, we I, complain about this at least once a week. <laughs> it's like one of yeah. our main like hard points. You ain't wrong, man. You DC guy, and you you let one dude ruin one of the greatest characters in comic book history. <laughs> one guy. So let me hit you guys with this. So this is my first really good Hollywood star moment since I've been out here. Actually, I walked by Anderson Silva once. Um, didn't realize it was him. But then the other time, just when I got back into town a couple about a week and a half ago, um, Stephen Amell was on my flight. Oh, nice. So Stephen Amell was on my flight, but dude, it was like a midnight flight coming out of Atlanta. So you know he was probably there for Heels. Because yeah. I don't know if either one of you watch Heels. Boy, but, so I haven't started yeah. season two, but <laughs> season one of Heels, my guy, is the truth. So yeah, so anyway, so I saw Stephen Amell and I just and I tried to get his attention, but he just wasn't having it. Hat was down, very focused, just read an article not just actually just early this afternoon about how he doesn't stand with Sag Astra. Sag Astra. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, with that the would explain why he was in town. That was that because he's like, I'm gonna still do work. I don't care about everybody else. Yeah. So I'm know, sure he's yeah. gonna catch a lot of heat for that. But yeah, he was like, he just doesn't think it's productive. Like the strike isn't gonna net you what you want it to net you. But I always said that because it reminded me of Grant Gustin. And I just feel like Grant Gustin did not get the best send-off. And I really think what they should have had is the Ezra Miller character die and Grant Gustin steps in. And then he just takes over Flashpoint. That should have been what it should have been. That, that's why I felt that you should have done. And that would explain. Now we say goodbye to Ezra. We say hello to Flash. And we say goodbye to DCEU. <laughs> did you that's watch Did you, you watch it, right, Wes? You watched The Flash? I have not watched the flash. Okay. I'm waiting. I'm holding. I'm reading. I'm trying not to get too upset about it. Um, <laughs> my feelings are still hurt about this because I had a lot of hope. So Ray I just watched it. Like Ray just watched it the last week or so. <laughs> I think they gave Michael Keaton the dopest send off. Oh, ever. dude, Michael Keaton killed that shit. It was amazing. Dopest send off ever. Ben Affleck was in the movie for like five minutes, but it was the shit. <laughs> And then hit you know his running with Wonder Woman. I was, was funny. It was great. Like, and then Ezra Miller just ruined the whole rest of the movie. Yeah, it's a flash movie, and Ezra Miller ruined the whole movie. <laughs> so then, um, I, I saw your notes about Ben Affleck being your pound for pound still the best Flash, best Batman that you've seen as far as uh, fighting skills. The, Michael Keaton gives him a run for his money in this movie, though, Wes. No, like, there's some scenes in this time. movie, boy. They snapped, but I think back. I think Ben Affleck was the best looking one too. He like he was, you know, what yeah, I'm saying yeah, like he definitely he had it. The Frank Miller arc. That's exactly. I mean, that's that's what reminded me of. I was like, oh man. I was like, Do you give me the mutants and a little bit of uh, his face as Robin. The girl is Robin. I was like, that would have made it. That would have been everything right there. But like, um, what's the name said? The Batman guy from the uh, cartoon. Um, he passed away now and stuff, but um Kevin uh Kevin Conroy. Kevin yeah, Conroy. Kevin Conroy. He he said it too. He's like, um he's like, I felt like either one got Batman right or one got, got Bruce Wayne Bruce right. right. Yep. He said I feel like Ben Affleck got the closest to bringing them both together. <clears throat> and I feel the same way as well. 
and it just sucks to have to end the way it did. At least he got to be in Flash, man, because, man, he wanted to do a Batman versus Deathstroke with Magnello. Like, dude, that would have been so, it would have been so great. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the, the potential wasted. And then we come up with the Batman, which is so unforgettable. Like, dude, I don't even think about that movie at all. I don't I'm either. Like, <laughs> I don't think about it at all. <laughs> Batman, you know what I'm saying? Ryder, like, I think about... 1999 Batman all the time, dude. I the Batman. I don't have a second thought about that movie since I watched it. I fell asleep in a the theater and got woke up by the fucking car driving through the truck on the freeway. I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool." Because you were putting me to sleep the rest of the damn time, dude. And then what was with that violin music, like 24 seven through the whole? That movie? was my biggest problem. Was the score was playing the entire movie, bro? I was like, yeah. "Yo, can we give it a break, please?" But you know what? If you're going to say somebody that decided to show you a Batman, um, Bruce Wayne, learning how to become a detective, I would say that this was a was really good. good yeah. It was a good way to do it. Three hours. Well, it was three hours change, right? Because I think yeah. I'm right on that. I think it was a little over three. I, I think we did get a cut 30, 30 minutes solid. That because they didn't need, we didn't need all that. But hey, Zoe, um, you know, Zoe, you know, Zoe Kravitz, she did all right as, as Catwoman. As a young cat woman, you know, I'm not, I'm not too upset about that, you know. So overall, could have been, should have been shorter, and I think, I think we would all would have been happier with the Batman. I, yeah, if that. it was but shorter, yeah, it was I, right. I mean, I would have liked it if it was shorter. One of the things though, too, with that is, it was cool to see the detective side of it, but bro, like making Bruce so emo too was just nuts. It was, it was just nuts. Like he was just <laughs> on a super <laughs> emotional ride. <laughs> It was just like, okay, here we go. Like the clues um, and stuff he wasn't getting during the movie. I'm like, this, this guy's an idiot. He's young. <laughs> like he's he's a young detective. He's learning on a job, is what I try to take from it. Uh but standing right. he just failed DC. over and over and over and over again until the whole Gotham is shut down. <clears throat> well, you're gonna get more of it. We're probably gonna get the Batman too. It's probably yeah, going to happen. Well, I kind of know where they're going with it after they flooded Gotham and stuff like that. So I think they're working towards Gotham Nightfall. So that'll be cool. You know, then Penguin, Penguin's like the big bad in that comic book. He's like the governor or whatever. But Gotham Gotham shut off to the whole rest of the... Yeah, to the rest of the world. Pretty much. So there's like no military force, no cops really. Batman's been gone for a little while. You know, but I I don't think that part's going to happen. But I think it's going to be like Batman few couple of cops and he's like the only person in here because that flood and everything the bridge like everything's going to be cut off for a while so i think yeah. that's where they're going with it because then they were trying to get penguin his own show which is keep being delayed yeah that's what's going on soon so i think they're going to build that penguin show to where gotham is now and then batman too speaking of delays have either one of you been able to follow up because find any details on the green lantern green lantern court on hbo Nothing. and how that's supposed to be coming along is that just dead? Because I it might be. They they didn't say hit the cutting room floor though, so that that's why I couldn't understand. Was you know with all the things they flashed back was it May, April, April, May when they did the splashing? I couldn't. I was trying to figure out what happened with that. Well, it's I think it's still a go, but James Gunn put like five things in front of it, so it was going to be a while. Things nobody wants. Some monster shows. Some other shit. I'm like, what? So I just googled it, and it says. The Green Lantern TV show is dead after years of development and redevelopment and HBO Max series based on the Green Lantern. 
has been scrapped by James Gunn. Officially, no. Okay. That's awesome. So DC. They are done. Your biggest characters of all time has no representation <laughs> on TV or movie. Good job, man. Can't so speaking of, hey, hey, guess what? Let's put out that monster show with like Frankenstein and um, uh, fucking the Mummy, dude. Yeah, let's do that, man. Hey, let's dead Green Lantern or one of the yeah, and we'll we'll do this. Some of these decisions, I don't know who's giving these people the go ahead. Well, this is a to me, it's a good thing because, like, that means that they now have a clear direction. Whether we agree with whatever the direction is or not, James Gunn is here to make things line up, period. And that wasn't lining up to his vision, is all you can take from that. So, whatever the plan is, we know we're getting a guy Richie in Superman Legacy. Like, he said that that's happening. Like, so we're going to get that version of, of the lantern. What happens beyond that, right? We're going to get, what do you say? It was it was a Green Lantern. Um, Martian Manhunter is going to be there. Like, and these are established heroes already. So they're not like going to be figuring out what to do. Like, these are going to be the heroes that are saving the world when Superman is discovering who he wants to be. So it could be interesting. Plus, you like them. I think you like that Green Lantern. Yeah, I, like I mean, I just want to jump Stewart. I was just trying to. I was hoping for a, for a strong John Stewart, man. Even even the John Diggle storyline out of Arrow would have been nice for a John for John. That would have been interesting. Hey, have you watched the Green Lantern? Have you watched the animated movie for Green Lantern? The latest one, uh, yeah, yeah. John Stewart was fire in there. Yeah, he was. That late, the latest Green Lantern movie was fire. They can't do the, wrong the, with the how strong part. Green Lanterns are, man. Like Green Lanterns, in like. In media, like his TV movies, and then even in the like the Justice League movies, they got him washed, and you know whatever. I finally feel like they showed how strong he was because John Stewart single handedly beat Parallax, who's like God level power. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how strong a Green Lantern can be with their willpower, and you know. So I I really like that a lot. Although we that, feel we both feel like John Stewart's, uh creativity as a green lantern is probably the worst out of all of them oh it's all military oh, shit. it's it's all guns this all he does yeah. is guns and shit <laughs> Dude, i get it i over understand over. why but like come on now man let's let's do something else so before we start this podcast we're, we're talking a little bit whatever but brian you're saying that i'm blue so blue beetle oh, yeah, was blue beetle. it was on downhill spiral pretty much but he doesn't get his credit still. Well, I mean, from everybody else, but DC fans do. Zack Snyder <laughs> is single-handedly trying to save that movie. Because he, he posted, he can't wait to take his son to see this movie or whatever, or daughter. And it got more views and more run than, than anything. that Because he has more followers than anybody. James Gunn is like 7.1 million, you know, and he can't. No one got it going. Zack Snyder makes one post and like 700 million people, you know, whatever the number was. Yeah, 10 so, million people saw his post promoting Blue Beetle. So I think he <laughs> has a better chance than what it did. Yeah. I think uh, two weeks ago, there was, a, there was a quick headline, quick one, projecting 10 to 12 million opening weekend. Looking at now, it's about 17 million opening 17 weekend. million. So, so, he made a, so he made a 7 million increase, but that's still awful. So I looked it up before here. So it premieres on August 18th. 
Opening weekend ranges between 12 and 17 million for a total domestic run of 27 to 55 million dollars. That is horrendous. And that's why I wanted to bring it up today. Because when we talk about we talked about representation and shit a lot on this podcast. But when you talk about characters that aren't being recasted because they want to have diversity versus a character that is this in the books, like the source material is who Jaime Reyes is in the latest, you know, the last decade or so, two decades, incarnation of Blue Beetle. So, like, you now have, I would, I would be pissed off. Like, Hispanics, Black folks showed up for Black Panther and made it one of the highest growing, grossing movies of all time. What, I mean, Black, don't get me wrong, Black Panther ended up being a fucking great movie, but, but initially, there were people that went to see Black Panther that didn't know who the fuck Black Panther was, because it was a black character that was powerful and and a king in Africa and basically hit all the points of who you want representing you. Now you have a blue beetle. It, the CGI looks amazing on this movie. Like the more I see the trailer, the more I'm like, yo, this thing looks dope. And you have a Hispanic character with a cast that's about family with nothing but Hispanics. You got George Lopez in the movie as a previous Blue Beetle, it seems. I'm just assuming because that's what they're making it seem like. He was a previous underpowered version of the Blue Beetle. And he makes fun of Batman in the trailer, which is hilarious. But Hispanics, if we ain't out here at least getting this movie to $100 million domestically, like something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand there's superhero fatigue, but if you want to see yourself in stories and not just recasting of other characters in stories like you need to go check it out if the movie sucks it sucks but give it a chance at least go watch the movie yeah at least represent you know what i'm saying all the people crying you know what i'm saying here you go you know he blue collar all about family he's the main character movie's all about a young mexican kid getting superpowers and you know I, the sky's the limit is, if, if this ain't, like if ain't money the sky's the limit for Blue Beetle. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got Young Justice. You know, this, you, <clears throat> what, you know I, I don't get it. It's crazy that it's bombed. Like, it's not even out yet, and it's going to bomb. I know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's already considered a failure. But, like, I, the trailer looks cool. Like, the Scarab looks cool. Like, when he cuts the bus in half, that looks dope. I think his suit isn't CGI. I think the suit initially yeah. in scenes is a real suit which is dope and then the cgi that you do see is when he's turning his arms into different weapons and shit there's like he has like a master sword or a final fantasy sword in one of the parts i'm yeah, like Yo, this his looks cloud so sword like they're bringing in social media that his kids watching and he makes a cloud sword because he probably played final fantasy when he was younger you know what i'm saying like what the code but it looks fun it looks fun and it's, it should feel fresh let me ask you, ask both of you this question, though, right? I mean, because I'm feeling you on this whole, like, we need representation. We need it all. Because, right? you know, I still stand behind Netflix's, um, you know, um, with Luke Cage. So I still think that was pretty badass. So, But to your point, though, not enough, you know, Hispanic representation in superheroes. It's killing me because I see the strike happening right now, and you can't do really any true good promotional yeah. tour. No boosting. I mean, look, I like the, the, the kid who I forget his name, but I love that kid in uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, he's yeah, really, really good. 
you know, I really get behind, you know, what he's been doing, especially the choice to use him, uh, Hispanic kid in that show versus just going, you know, with a, another Italian dude named, you know, Machio or whatever, um, and, and going that route. But, like, you know, I feel as though this is where it's going to hurt the most is because it's the worst thing to happen, which is the strike. You can't promotional uh, tour. And then, really, the studio is just sitting out there just trying to push, push, push online yeah. all the content they can. And this is, and again, this is the thing that DC has failed time and time again, that they just can't get promotional online representation right. And they don't get behind the whole in-person representation. That's the one thing that Marvel did well. They did, we're going to do an entire thing around Black Panther. I mean, if you remember, they had the guards, they had Dude, everything, everything, they had everything. So, and Blue Beetle should be having all of that. If you make it an event and get everybody, look, it's in LA, Hollywood. You tell me you can't find 100,000 Latinos to come out and represent in like 10 minutes? For sure. Come on, man. Come on. What are we talking about here? You know, so that's why I'm feeling like this is where it's going to hurt the most. But I'm keeping hopeful because I do like the character Blue Beetle. I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of it. Um, I was gonna, and I was becoming a man of a, of a certain age at the time when Blue Beetle was hitting. So, you know, I had to check out a certain cartoons at the time. But you know what? At the same time, I give much respect to it, though. So. Yeah, well, I don't feel like it's DC or Marvel or anything like that. I just feel like it's America failing yeah, America it's Hollywood. once again, over and over again. Because, <laughs> like she said, Luke Cage, great representation for Black people. I thought the soundtrack was dope. Acting was really dope. But at the end of the day, it was a Black man from Harlem representing, and a lot of comic book people, we could say like, or probably you know more Caucasian or whatever. It, it just don't it, it don't rock. Yeah, you, know you don't saying? resonate. So, you know you, you don't resonate. Mexican person that's a superhero. Kids are looking at it. Otherwise, like, well, fuck that. Like who, who, you know, what I'm saying what whatever. You know that you know. <clears throat> so I think it's just America. Like say when I was watching that DC thing, Brian put me on, and they were super dope. Like, if you haven't seen it, Wes, on HBO Max, it's a documentary. It has three episodes, and it's James Gunn and his people like diving into the history of DC. It's super cool. Yeah, so right, the, it was old sense. black. It was um, black writers, artists, whatever. They started doing their own comic books, and they were taking off a little bit here. But then, like, it just started going down. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> and they took only a couple of people. They took like Static Shock. I can't remember the couple other guys, and they sprinkled them in the DC. But that's just America failing itself again, man. Like all all black characters written by all black people, artists by all black people. Who who cares? You know, saying that's a constant thing in America, dude. If it's not oh. some blonde, blue-eyed, white guy there that you know most of people could resonate with, it just don't do good. And the only reason Black Panther did do good is because black people were like, "Oh, bam, right. here it is. This is it. Let let's go." You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason that that movie took off. Shit, Marvel was trying to bury Black Panther from the start because Jack Kirby first drew his face open and yeah. Marvel was like, hey, cover nope. up his face because yeah. we don't have, have a black, black character yeah. in the comic yeah. books. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a constant thing and if people would just wake up and, and realize it, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Like Mexicans like or Latinos, whatever you want to say, we're serious, but like, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Show out. Like, even if you don't know who the hell it is, this is a Latino superhero and they're trying to put it out there for you. Eat it up. And they're not. And then, so, you know. So to me, the problem is not just in our country, but probably in a lot of places, but this, we can only speak to where we live. So like racism has a price and, and the price 
overcome it they might not say that like it won't stop you from being racist but they ain't scared to take your money the problem is like they're not you know what i'm saying like they will make something and take your money the problem is we don't show out when those things do get made i'll give you a different example not even not even tied to anything that we're talking about right so it's business this is the wwe so a wrestler named damian priest just mm-hmm. won a money in a bag briefcase he's puerto rican like this is this is within the latino community so damian priest is puerto rican he's a hell of a wrestler has good mic skills super athletic And when he won, there was kind of a pop, but the matches in Puerto Rico were amazing. He's he's paid his price. He's paid his dues to be where he's at right now. So he has his briefcase with basically 70% of the people with a briefcase end up being a WWE champion. You can choose when to cash it in and you basically win the match. So this dude has basically not been on TV, bro. Like (laughs) they're only pushing. he's He's a part of a group, which is legit called Judgment Day. In the group, Rhea Ripley's the women's champion. Dominic Mysterio's Mexican, and he's like 23, and he's blowing up right now as a heel. Like, he's going bananas. He's a North American champion for NXT. And then Finn Balor's having a a world title match, right? So all all this to say, the rumor is behind closed doors. This is why I tell you, like, it's not necessarily about racism. It's about money. The rumor behind closed doors is, Puerto Rican wrestlers aren't as popular as Mexican wrestlers. But that's just mathematics. There yeah. are 3 million Puerto Ricans on Puerto Rico Island and probably another 15 million in the U.S. There's 90 million Mexicans in Mexico alone, not counting the ones that are here. So, like, that is just basic dollars and cents, my friend. Like, biz- a business decision will be made because I can make more money if I push Dom versus pushing versus pushing Damien. And and that applies to Hollywood in general. Like if we show out, more stuff gets made. If we don't show out, well, guess what? You're gonna get a blonde haired Superman next because that's what's gonna get people to go to the movie theater. It it has yeah. a price. Like they've always they've never been scared to take our money. It doesn't it it only matters to an extent. And then once once the money's rolling in, they don't give a shit craziness You're right though they do that all, all the time they, they they give us our one shot they give us all they give us one shot they take seven shots on yeah. <laughs> with the caucasian face they're like hey every, every seven caucasians we got to throw out one person of color you know? <laughs> there might be a there might be a ratio yeah there might be a hidden ratio for sure <laughs> well in, in, count, in, in count books for sure yeah dude you have to watch that documentary it's super cool like it's produced by DC. It's on HBO Max, but they don't pull no punches. Like they talk about the group, like when Jim Lee and them left and said, we don't need writers. We can do this on our own. And they created Image Comics. And it was like okay. Jim Lee and all the top artists from Marvel <laughs> and some from DC created their own thing and was like, we don't need writers. We can do this on our own. And then like that whole story, the story that Ray just mentioned about all black, black owned black writers, black artists, black characters. And when they initially came out, they were outselling every other comic book that was out. Like it was unheard of. They created new characters that looked like us and they were going bananas. So like, I don't think inherently most of most of the people here are racist. I don't, I don't believe that for one bit. There's just a loud minority that is. So most people are okay 
buying a comic book with a black static shock, right? Like it's about the story. It's not about him being a black guy. Like it's just weird to me because especially nowadays where everyone feels like they're so protected online and have opinions around, <laughs> around what their beliefs are that they can sway. Cause they have, they have power just like we do. Like we can sway people to get to the movie theaters to watch blue beetle. Like we can, it's just one of those things where like, well, will we do that? For sure. <clears throat> I just like you said, like I'm thinking like whether we, we had a blade and black Panther. Uh, well, steel came out with Shaq. So I guess I that forgot kinda, about that movie. But uh oh. other than that, there's been like no black representation. Um I, we've had War Machine and like sprinkled in a few movies and stuff like that. But I mean like that's just comics in general. So I think that kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of yeah. dope, you know. It's been very unimaginative, I think, a lot of from a mainstream perspective, right? Mainstream, you know. But like you said, there's been a lot of other subtle ones. I mean, you had just the uh, what's it, the night, the 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 police woman in Luke Cage. She had her own little arc, side arc in the comic books, you know, that she had run-ins, you know, uh, Misty Knight. I think Misty Knight, yep. yeah, yeah. So you know, so she had her own her own arc. But hey, I didn't know about that until I started reading up on Luke Cage. What did it take? It took Netflix to launch. TV show called Luke Cage for me to know, you know. They should have so, the second season. I thought I thought that show was dope. Yeah, you know the second yeah second season was dope. They they just got robbed of a third one, and you know at the at the end of the day, right? That just the money ran out, and Marvel had Marvel did a pivot. They did our pivot. I think they should have had a second season. They they, they dumped Luke Cage. I mean, in general, like so, Daredevil was a great show all the way through. Um. Luke Cage was good. Uh, Jessica Jones wasn't good. And neither was <laughs> Iron Fist. That was awful. But the Defenders was solid. Like that Defenders connection movie or series was cool. And it was yeah, gritty. It felt more grounded. It was just, a, it was cool. But like, I get why Marvel wants to, you know, they were trying this whole time to bring it all back, bring everything back in house. Um, And they talk about that too in the documentary. They talk about how Marvel went bankrupt and started selling stuff and all the opportunities that DC missed during that time. It's actually, it's super cool. It's like three hours long, but it's, it's actually really good. Uh, so no, watch we, it, watch it. I will, before we move on to the, I think the Nintendo piece that we're going to talk about soon. Uh, just one question. Did you both pick up on uh, the Hulk proprietary rights getting defuncting back to Marvel? Yeah, I saw month? that. Okay. Cause uh, I think back. A, that I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't. I didn't know it was going to happen in twenty three either. So that was a little bit of a surprise. I think maybe that might throw some some wrenches up in there. Uh, be about the about the, the I guess the future and what they're going to try to develop. But with the money being tight now, and you know, and I wanted to bring this up earlier, the streaming IP. Every time you develop the, every time you develop one show, that's that's got some cataclysmic cost that people do not have an algorithm yet completely to understand what how many new subscriptions you need for every new IP developed. And I think that's what's killing everybody right now. So that's my last piece. I mean, it, it, so. people are in trouble. Like the, all right, the economy right now is not what they want to admit it to be. And the reality is when Disney brought back Bob Eager, I think they're trying to sell Disney, which is insane to me. But in order to do that, because we've saw that we saw this play out a little bit when they bought Fox. So when Disney bought Fox, they made them shed the sports side of it first. Like you can't buy all this in the entirety because you're going to have a monopoly then 
on the sports TV rights because Fox regional networks have a lot of the baseball and the basketball. So they wouldn't let them do it. So Fox sold that shit to Bally's and to a couple other people. So now room. So now the rumors is, so Disney is shopping ESPN. So the fact that they're doing that means somebody's out here trying to buy the entire Disney brand because they want to get rid of ESPN. And then I saw another rumor, which I can't substantiate whatsoever, but this one like dude on Twitter that talks about he's, I won't say he's usually right, but he's right enough to like care. He said that there have been conversations with Disney to sell star Wars back to George Lucas. Like, so, so if this is true, right. So if they sell, if they sell ESPN, and George Lucas ends up buying Star Wars back because Disney hasn't been able to capitalize on Star Wars. They opened a hotel, which completely bombed, and they're closing it because it was $5,000 for two nights. Who the fuck can pay for that, especially in this economy? So if they shed Star Wars, they shed ESPN. The most likely buyer, they're saying, is Apple. Now, if Apple buys Disney and throws their Disney properties on the Apple TV, that's a whole, <laughs> that's going to be a whole nother craziness of things but if anyone can buy disney it's apple you know what i'm saying like so it could get real interesting with rights and things being sold off real soon it'll get parsed out again and then we're gonna have a whole different set of creative ideas as they yep. go forward definitely and apple has unlimited money <laughs> so like it's different for them and the shows on apple tv are the shit they yeah. have like really good tv on there it's pretty nuts yeah they're I pretty did, good I, I, I just started Silo, so thank you both. For, oh, uh, bro! Me. I just I just started Silo, so so good. Still work, still working my way through it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good stuff. So far, <clears throat> well, so only right. episode three, only episode three. So I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, it was a little slow episode one because I'm learning all these people. Yeah, so yeah, it's always a new thing. But uh, episode three, you know, things are starting to pick up, and I'm starting to see uh, character convictions and what they're yeah, tied yeah. to and what their purpose. Well, every episode gets better. I can honestly say that. Every episode does get better. Every single one gets better. So, Ray, this is your favorite topic. Uh, Ray, uh, Wes mentioned it because I sent him an article. So, Nintendo, we love to, we love the big N. So, rumors are that dev kits have reached developers. Um, and I'm just going to put it out there and you guys tell me what you guys think. So, what the rumors are is the Switch, whatever the console is, let's call it a Switch 2. It's going to follow the same pattern. It's going to have a handheld mode and it's going to have a dock. We know that seems to be for sure going to happen. And the contentious part, I guess, or the part that's super perplexing for me and Ray is, so the Switch OLED came out. It's bigger. The screen is amazing. I love my OLED. (laughs) The next Switch is rumored to have an LCD screen (laughs) to save on cost, which means... (laughs) It's going to be, I don't understand how it can be worse than the previous gen, but that's what it sounds like. I don't know. You guys can chime in, but I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'll tell you that. Sounds like it's going to be worse. No, that's facts that it's worse. So they have an OLED model and then they're going <laughs> back to their first screen. So you're, you're going backwards, number one. But if they're cutting costs, I'll give this. That's because they're going to make the dock be able to be in 4K. So, but still, at the end of the day, you don't want to go backwards on, I don't know, you're, they're the only company that I know can do this and keep making money. And they will too. Like, dude, they can come out today and say, 
oh, this Nintendo, when you take it off the dock, it's going to be like a 3DS. And dude, they were so bit this only company I know that can work backwards and, and make a lot of money. Dude, as much shit as we're probably going to talk about this for the next 10 minutes, I'll probably be the one first in line to buy one. Like, it's just... <laughs> Just to find out. Just to find out. Games are fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, so I am a, a retired gamer, so I really don't get into the gaming scene, but I still follow because it's always intriguing me to see exactly where this is going. Um, looking at Nintendo's, so I don't know if either one of you looked at Nintendo's performance over the last over the last two years, but so they lost market share by about about half a percent. So about you know. So they went from twenty, they went from twenty eight point two percent to about twenty seven point five, um, which is actually pretty considerable, considering that uh, millions Sony, and millions and, of units, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and millions, millions of millions of units sold. But the biggest issue is it's it's not so much the market share; it's about the units that they're not selling. They're projecting maybe they're projecting fifteen million units sale sold this year. 17.97 million units from last year. And then the year before that, 23 million. That's a considerable drop. You're talking 11 million deficit in the, in the span of 36 months. That's a lot to stomach. And if you're Nintendo, what you're thinking about is what do you need to do to shed the cost? And that's why, because they're not trying to change the, the content. They're changing the, what do you call it? The device, the apparatus. Yeah. Cause they're saying we just over-engineered it. We gave, we gave y'all too much, too good. <laughs> and it's too pricey. So some of you aren't coming to the market for it. Well, I think oh, yeah, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people didn't upgrade. Yeah. So that's, I think what happened. I've known a couple people with the OLED, Brian, myself, everybody else. That's the thing with Nintendo. Once someone buys a Nintendo, it usually don't break. It stays right. And it ain't, it, I don't think it wasn't it wasn't enough for the normal person to upgrade to. It's not. It's not and like it's not an enough of an upgrade to go from. So the o, the OLED costs three fifty. Like the difference in the screen is not that is not where if I already have a switch, it's not worth it. So like the first the OG switch battery life wasn't great. So they released a new version of it with a much better battery. So now we're on Switch 2.0, which I ended up getting. We have a bunch of Switches. So I ended up getting Switch 2.0 because the battery is way better, and it indeed was way better, but it cost the same. It was $2.99, same price, whatever. Then about a year and a half later after that, they hit us with the OLED. So now it's more expensive. The screen's better. Battery, battery's better. But all those initial people, like Ray said at the beginning, still have Switch version 1. Like, And then there's a new wave of people that have version 2. The reality is a lot of households bought multiple switches because you had to. Like if you had a kid, you needed to have a couple of them. They connect together and it's a cool device to have. Like I think Ray has, has or had at one point a couple. I so see. like, so a lot of the sales came from that. But the decline aside from cost that everyone's suffering from is the switch is seven years old, bro. Yep. Um, and when it came out, the technology in it was dated. Seven years ago, like it's it's just ran its course. Like Nintendo should have released that this year, and whatever happened, it probably is what you're saying: cost situations and people are losing money. Now it's coming out in the second half of Q of 2024. But I almost I I feel like the plan had to have been this this holiday season that thing should have came out, and it would have helped with all the units that they're shedding 
Um, and then another thing that Nintendo has never done, and I want to get your thought on this as well, both of you. Nintendo's never done backwards compatibility. So if you, all of this Switch stuff, so along with the LCD screen, another thing that was confirmed is that it's going to have a, a cartridge slot. So we're sticking with the cartridges um, going forward. <laughs> Oh. So cartridges confirmed for Switch 2, the Switch 2. But if they, so this is going to be a problem because the Switch is the number one console sold right now, this generation in general. If it's not backwards compatible, that's going to be a problem in today's world. Like they're going to have issues. But that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Is it is it that big of a deal? Like would it be for you, Ray, that has a couple of them or do you not care? So, like, say, okay, all my Mario Party stuff won't go, won't go to this new system. Nope. I think it's stupid. Like, why, why, why? Every, every other thing. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, they're working backwards, trying to go forwards, and at some point, it's it's gonna not not go anymore. You know what I'm saying? Especially with how the internet is and people, everyone getting smarter to, to technology and stuff. You're giving us uh, outdated software. You're giving us an outdated screen, and then now you're giving us an, uh, an outdated. Um, well, their their internet's been outdated, so and we're gonna stuck with stick with that broken piece of shit. <clears throat> That's three strikes against Nintendo. I, I don't think I buy the next one. I just. What about you, Wes? How do you as a non-gamer, right? Like as somebody that likely yeah. isn't gonna buy this anyways. Like, would that influence your purchase? So it's funny you did bring this up because uh, I got a couple of friends out here. Eh, you know, I'm a man of uh, like, a, you know, I'm a man of a certain age these days, you know. So and uh, I got people around me and in the same age group and they still they still play the switch. They got the switch. And we were just talking about this. And I was like, you know, maybe I should pick one up. So I've been considering it, contemplating it, <laughs> now knowing a little bit of this what's going on. You know, it makes me wonder, is that really a wise choice? You know, because I do want to play Zelda. You, I do want to get in a great game. That there are excellent games. Nobody has had a complaint, but backwards, backwards compatibility, man. If you're not bringing that at least that level of functionality to me, I'm probably thinking twice at the at the checkout line. I'm thinking, you know, this is only going to last for X years, and I might only be happy with the tech inside of it that just doesn't hold up and has, you know, just has its, you know, has has a life sense. So, you know, I'd probably back off of this. My, my my confusion, and I think Ray, you hit on this, is I don't understand how that how that family that's and I think the family is still running point on, on oh hundred percent the problem. Although you know they say that it's a board, but I still think and they got a, a CEO. I think the family still calls on the shots, and I think their traditional mentality is what keeps holding them back. So that's just my thoughts on it. So you know, I just I don't know. I, it has to have it like. PlayStation and Xbox both play PS4 games and Xbox games. Like, I, I think one of them you can even put, I think it's the Xbox, you can put an Xbox game in it and it'll play it. Yep. Like, it's yep. important. The library on the Switch is pretty vast. So, like, I have, so because we're so mobile now, I don't even buy cartridges. So, all my games are on the console to begin with. So, like, now if I can't download an older game, you know, it's just one of those things. But, Ray did mention something super interesting because we're in a world now with mobile devices and and docks. So Nintendo did a really cool thing with the dock, something we didn't really think we would need or want, and that's cool. But the power can be on the dock. And I'll give you an example. So I have a Rogue Ally, and 
now that since Steam came out with the handheld, now everybody wants to make a handheld. So Rogue has a handheld. <laughs> Legion's making a handheld. Um, uh, who else is the one? Is a streaming only? Lenovo has a handheld. Everyone has a handheld. But what's cool with the Rogue handheld is that they have a dock. And the dock is crazy expensive. It's $1,500 for the dock. But as a 4090 in it, and you plug it in and it basically becomes a high-end computer. My computer costs a gazillion dollars. And that dock with the Rogue Ally is probably equal to my fucking computer or better than my computer. Just hooking it up to that. So if computer companies are doing this, Nintendo can do it too. Like you can, you can create a dock that completely changes. Hell, you don't even need a console. You can create a dock and put the fucking switch in it. And make it better. Like you don't even need to create a whole nother switch because the switch on the mobile is cool for, for what it is now. But if I can dock that thing into a $300 dock and now all of a sudden I have PS5 or Xbox type entertainment, I mean, it's it's a game changer. Like you could do that too, but Nintendo's not innovative other than their controllers. So like their games are cool. The games are innovative innovative and the way that you play the game is innovative but their console designs and how they create the console is not innovative like it's a it's a choice that they're making but i don't see them ever doing that but it's something they could do very easily i mean you know i've always been a fan of nintendo should just come up with a uh with a call of duty version of mario of, of mario world <laughs> You know, you know, but all they do is they're just shooting, you know, they're just shooting mushrooms and turnips and all kinds of. I mean, I would play it, bro. You know, <laughs> first person shooter, Mario style, you know, you get all the characters, you bring it in. Hell, even do something stuff. Give me Captain, give me Captain N and the Game Masters. Throw, throw in some of that old school stuff for me, you know. Do you I eat do, that mushroom thing and you like stomp on other people? Yeah, dog, see? Give me a Mario <laughs> Battle Royale, dog, and I'm yeah. all the way in. You know, they could take the, the serious things like these first-person shooters and they could just readapt it in a very playful manner to keep it very family-oriented, which is what they want to do in the first place. Yeah. And I think mean, they, they want that creative level. They could transform their entire like landscape of who they're selling their product to. You know, you're no longer getting the, you know, the, the I want to call it the, the cave nerds who just want to hit, I want serious gaming only. Yeah. You could they could peel back and get something like this, which is a little bit more fun. So you said something there that triggered something I didn't share with either of you guys during the week. Two things with Hasbro's going on right now, which is interesting. So you said Transformers. If you haven't watched Beast Wars or whatever the hell the movie's called with Transformers, what is it called? Uh Beast Wars, yeah. Or I don't uh, know. Well, Rise of the Beast. Rise of the Beast. So it's I told Ray, I just watched it again. This is my third time watching it, so you know I love the movie. But, so you said Transformers and it triggered. So one cool thing, Hasbro is reaching out to the gaming companies and they want to make Transformer toys that transform into consoles. So like, it'll transform into a PS1, into an Xbox, into a Nintendo. Tell me that isn't cool. Like, boy, I will. Sign me up. And there was like a picture of a concept of Optimus Prime and it had like a PlayStation symbol like on his chest and it would like transform into a PS1 or something. Um, so they're they're trying to get that. I doubt that they get all of them on board, but at least one of them has to be like, yeah, run with that. You got to do it. 
Um, but I wanted to mention that because I thought it was cool. And then another <laughs> thing with Hasbro is, so, you know, mergers are funny. When somebody, when a company buys another company, things get lost, people get fired. No one knows how to find shit. It's just the way it works. So all the old Hasbro Transformer games were on a server at Activision. <laughs> so when they bought, when Microsoft bought all these things on a merger, nobody knows where the old Hasbro games are. They're lost on a server somewhere in probably some random ass rumor closet. Like they don't know where they are because Hasbro's like, we think that our collection of games would be cool on the game pass. And I think it would be war for Cybertron, bro. As a multiplayer game is severely underrated. That game was fun as shit. So they're like, we have a, a vast catalog of transformer games and other games. Like, why would you not want to put that on Game Pass? It would be super dope. And it benefits Hasbro because now you're getting free promo for all the toys and other shit that you're doing. So they were talking about a press conference and everybody's like, that's a great idea. Why haven't you done it? And they're like, no one at Microsoft knows where it's at. (laughs) They literally (laughs) don't know where this stuff is. So they're like, we're just waiting to see if they find it. I can't, bro. Xbox just has too much stuff. <laughs> hey, they do. They've been killing it with bringing them old Call of Duty servers back, man. People are on there. Hey, you know, one thing I've always missed about the original Xbox uh, console has always been Knights of the Old Republic. And I heard that they're, I heard that they're working on remastering that for current uh, graphics and bringing that back, too. I mean, it's a... Knights of the Old Republic was fire. It's a, it's a close to perfect video game. If they just... Keep the story and just make it look better and people will eat it up. Oh man, tell telling you, man. That's that was so fire. That's the only reason why I actually got me back, got me into role playing. Cause at that point I was just like, I'm not really gonna feel RPG. After I did Final Fantasy VII, I was like, all right, I'm kind of done. I was like, you can't touch you can't touch it after that. Final Fantasy VII just changed my world. And when everybody else was just a, a cheap carbon copy, but that Knights of the Old Republic was like, all right, you I'm back. You know, it was just like I felt like John Wick. I was just like People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, well, I think I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> All right, yeah, I think this is a good a good ending point. Wes, how do you feel, man? How was how was your first visit to the Nerd Related Podcast? Hey, guys, this is awesome. This is a blast. We get to talk chop. We get to chop it up. You know, keep it real. Keep it positive. Um, you know, we get to get in our feelings about some of the bad, you know, <laughs> some of the ugly. But we kept it on the good. So I, I enjoy it. Uh, be human, right? Keep it real. We treat it like family. And I appreciate the topic. You can keep things moving along. Um, sure. I keep tuning in. I keep trying to get touchback on episodes that I don't get a chance to always catch up on. So, but I appreciate the work that both of you are putting on here. Uh, this is fun, man. And I, you know, I look sure. forward to seeing who else you all can bring on the show and uh, check in to see what other topics you can come up with. So, and hey, I'll hit yeah. you both up on social. We'll love to have you back too, man. I enjoyed this. It was good. It was, it was good I having. A third perspective, man. And, and you came ready too. That was cool. <laughs> no, we Anytime. appreciate it. For oh. sure. You're putting out some, you're bringing out some stats and stuff like that. That was, that was, nice. That was nice. Hey, just one thing I was, I told B this a while back and it was kind of a joke and I was just teasing on this one. But I said, I, I was like, I gave somebody, I was like, somebody's like the Ben Simmons of content. And I was just trying to figure out what it was. It just stays stuck in it. Also, DC is like the Ben Simmons of, uh, of like, of, of live action development. And like, you were just like, man. <laughs> 
he was like, you ain't kidding. I was like, dude, it's like you look at it, so much potential, but it just goes nowhere. Yeah. Well, All the potential in the world and can't score a point. It's just the worst. <laughs> the first trailer, I thought the Flash movie was going to be the greatest superhero movie of all time. <laughs> On paper, they look amazing. Yeah, all right, y'all. The same so, thing for Batman vs. Superman. So that's going <laughs> to wrap it up for another episode of the Nerd Related Podcast. There's shit happening this weekend, y'all. I'm going to be at SummerSlam. Uh, this weekend in Detroit. So that's going to be fire. Gen Con is happening in Indianapolis. Another show. We didn't even talk about Lord Kana. We'll leave that for another moment. Oh. Trading card game coming from Disney. Me and Ray are absolutely hooked on this. Uh, but Lord Kana is going to be present at Gen Con. First time you can buy booster packs and all that stuff. Aside from just it being a nerdy conference, people go there with cosplay, yada, yada. I might stop there because it's kind of close to the way. Um, but we'll talk about it next week. Stay nerdy, y'all. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Wes, for coming by. And we'll catch okay. you next week. Peace. I will.